The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Wrestling Night in Canada on the Shining Wizards Network with your hosts, Matt Copper, Dustin Maruka, and Snowy White. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Wrestling Night in Canada. I'm Snowy White. I'm Matt Copper. I'm Dustin Maruka. Hey, bros, what's going on? It's fucking freezing outside. That's what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) We seem to. We. I think. I think I'm just gonna stop asking people how they're doing because, like, with everything that's going on in the world, all I'm hearing lately is, a, I'm cold because it's winter here in Winnipeg, or b, this is sucks. The pandemic is still going on. I have no life. You know, I'm afraid for everyone's life. Yeah, like, like no. So, so I'm just in, in, instead of asking. How everyone's doing? I'm just going to acknowledge that they're still that they still exist. Mm-hmm. You know, hey man, I see you. You're alive. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't planning on leaving the house today, but uh, well, you know, I Sunday is my day off, as it is most people's, and I decided to clean my house, like you know, just make it a little more comfortable to make make myself feel good about sitting on my ass after I do it. You know, there you go. So I, I earned it. Yeah. Yeah, so five thirty rolls around, and I open my fridge. I've only got one beer. <gasps> I, I can't. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I drank them all last night. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had to venture out and go to uh, the finest establishment, the A on Portage. You know, classic, yeah. classic, <laughs> classic Winnipeg establishment. And uh, I had to buy myself another case of standard lager. So there we go. All right. Prior, well, at least you're set. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Winter's yeah. finally here because last week it was cold and now it's really fucking cold. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. No. Unfortunately, though, I'm going to be running out of lemmies before we get through this episode. So I'm probably going to have to stop on the way uh, on the way home. After work tomorrow, I might even be able to watch some Raw. I don't know, which... Oh shit! It's it's going to be a little bit. It's going to be a little a little too our Royal Rumble predictions. Mm-hmm. And on, honestly, like I don't know anything about what's going on in the WWE right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I just I mean I pick up a few things here and there, and you know I try and all that, but I just I I don't know I don't know. So the bottom line here. Okay, and we might as well just get on with the grunt right now, as my dad would say. Um, the 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 bottom line here is I don't think I'm going to be successfully defending my title. The, yeah, with this with the upcoming Royal Rumble to get to kind of get us there to what we're talking about is we. If you're tuning in for the first time, hello, welcome. Um, what we're kind of talking about is with the last episode, as Hard to Kill, as Impact's Hard to Kill pay-per-view was coming up, we came up with the idea of um, kind of as a friendly competition, our own personal three-way dance, shall we say. We kind of came up with the idea of with each pay-per-view, 
everyone, all three of us kind of making our own picks, and then whoever has the best record for that card is kind of the WNIC champion for you know for for that for that month or for that period and then of course we have to successfully defend the title or at least try to with the next pay-per-view so last pay-per-view was as i mentioned was hard hard to kill from impact i ordered it i actually i enjoyed it it was a very good card had me going well and I'll get to some of the highs and lows <laughs> soon enough, but for the most part, I'll kind of give our um, our usual uh, rating right now. I would say Hard to Kill was definitely horns up for everything. Right on. Yeah, yeah. I hope you guys managed to catch some stuff here. How'd, how'd Robin there. like the, the barbed wire? <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of in and out. I saw that setup and I was just like, well, I can see why they're setting it up different because there's no crowd there. Mm -hmm. Normally they know rope barbed wire. Right. That's what we were kind of expecting. But then, you know, we saw half of it was with the with with a cage and then they had the weapons and it was sort of like a Ravens Clockworks House of Fun match. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. Not as extreme, but with all your goofy deathmatch tournaments and all that, it kind of gave it. It kind of gave it that that kind of vibe, right? Like I said, it was a fantastic card. It was definitely worth it. I still mm-hmm. haven't told her how much we actually paid for it. Oh that, yeah, that'll show up on the bill. That'll show up on the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was definitely worth it. Of the eight matches. That we made all of the predictions for. Ducky, you ended up three and eight. Okay, Matt, you ended up six and eight, and I ended up seven and eight. Okay. So yeah, it was it was pretty close. It was pretty neck neck and neck there. Um, I do have everything here. Do you guys quickly wanna hear what? Um, you want me? You want to go over the matches, kind of like a reminder as to what you guys had had picked. Yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah, for sure. Not. Okay. Well, with with the Karate Man. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. For first of all, yes, the cinematic match. I'm gonna get the shit out of the way. Right now, don't blame Ethan Page. He hadn't, uh, wasn't, yeah. <laughs> like, he would normally edit those stuff on his like log on his YouTube channel, but he had apparently no control over editing anything for the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just late the Impact Wrestling's video editor, uh, just lazily put a bunch of random shit on a green screen. Yep, or. That didn't really, or somewhat from what I saw, somewhat was related to what we were seeing. But for the most part, it was just like really random images. That <laughs> it was, oh, it was yeah. brutal. Oh, my God. This And it was really the only low light of the whole thing, because it's like we were speculating, well, how are they going to do this? 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, it's it's him versus him. How are we going to do that? Well, it's going to be some sort of cinematic thing. But I was never expecting it to be that fucking bad. Like, uh, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even like a so bad it's good type that's of That's right. That's just, right. just like bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the winner was the Karate Man. And mm-hmm. all three of us, all three of us picked it. Which I well, guess. That was, that was kind of a given since Ethan Page hasn't been under contract with the company for what, two months now, I think it said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Their way to write him out. He was, yeah. on, he was on his way out and. I honestly, I, you know, it's a time-honored tradition to put someone over on your way out, to put over a char- a fictitious character that's now done with the league as well. It was just, uh, and the ripping of his heart out mm. as, as, as the end of the match was just, oh, God, this is just, this is just Vince Russo-level bad shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, and the and the fact that Ethan Page tore it apart himself on Twitter, like, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that people had to, if anybody like who was a fan of, like as Ethan Page said himself, any any of his fans who paid to see him, and that's what they saw, yeah, he apologized for that, and but he like like we said, it was out of his control, and mm-hmm. and now like it's unfortunate, but it looks like a bridge has been burned between Ethan Page and Impact Wrestling. And that's too bad then, because I really enjoyed the North, the tag yeah, team. I did too. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of hoping that this AEW Impact merger would lead to uh, the North versus uh, FTR. Oh, there we are. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, but unfortunately, I guess we're not going to see that. No, no. Unless AEW picked them up. Well, I don't know. Like, I think he's NXT bound. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, and if NXT, you know, they should talk to Josh Alexander as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. It wouldn't hurt. The, uh... It will be the cold. <laughs> the cold. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. The six-man old-school rules, which is basically the, uh... A six six man Texas tornado type match with uh, uh, cousin Jake Rhino, Tommy Dreamer versus Eric Young, the Deaner, and Joe Doring. Matt, you and I predicted the winners with that. I just figured, okay, they're going to they're they want you know Eric Young pushed as the big as the big heel. Want to get yeah. them. Yeah, the world class maniac is that his new nickname? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next up was the X Division: Manic Chris Bay and Rajut Red Raju. Am I getting his name right? Right, Raju. Right, Raju. Okay. There we are. I'm, yeah. I'm, sometimes I'm just brutal, brutal with names. You guys <laughs> both took uh, Manic. Yep. And you guys left me out in the cold with oh. that one. <laughs> with that one. I just I figured they were gonna be going a different way and well, I think they went away because I'm trying to remember, did they unmask Manic to turn out to be um uh, TGP? 
TJP, yeah. Did they? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. The, the, follow, the follow up to it on uh, on <laughs> Impact was kind of weird because, like, even though the commentators were trying to sell, like, the fact that Manic wasn't TJP and they're two completely different people, they did that that uh, segment backstage where, like, TJP walks in with the, the X Division title and Ray Riju was like, Oh, he like he's not supposed or he's not supposed to be the champion. Or he's not allowed to compete for it. It's like, well, he didn't compete for it. He was <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> and it was Manic who competed for it. It's like, yeah, but he is Manic. And Scott Demore was like, well, of course he's Manic. How did you not know? I don't know. It kind of makes the commentators look like idiots, con- considering that they were, like, yeah, selling the fact that Manic and TJP were two different people. <laughs> right. And then, yeah, yeah when all is said and done, they just kind of wink, 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 wink to the camera. Yeah. 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 Um, the women's title match, Deanna Perrazzo was defending against Taya Valkyrie. And, Matt, you and I successfully predicted Prazo was going to successfully win that. And apparently it was because Taya was on her way out. Yeah. Yeah. Which we didn't really know about. So that's right. <laughs> right. And they got rid of her on the following impact because it's like, Oh, now the evidence, she's the one that shot Johnny Bravo, that whole thing they used to wrap, to wrap her character up and get her out of there. And, they they fired her. They escorted escorted her out of the building. Yeah, for shoot for shooting someone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like like if I was to walk to work tomorrow with a gun and shoot someone, <laughs> you know, and management said, "Well, here we'll just fire him." You know, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. He'll Timmy he'll, deserved he'll, it anyway. Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, my favorite part of that segment, though, like, even though it seemed like it was hastily thrown together, just as a as a means to write her off TV and to wrap up that absolutely ridiculous storyline oh. of, of who shot Johnny Bravo. But the funniest part about that was when they left, and they, someone said, "Or what do you think she goes? She's going to go?" And Tommy Dreamer was like, "Well, she's either going to go to a prison in Jacksonville or a mental asylum in Stanford, Connecticut." <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess stands the reason. Yeah. So I guess to answer reason, yeah, yeah. The ladies tournament final for the Impact's Women's Tag Team Championship, Havoc and Nevea versus Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, to which I took the smaller team. Yeah. I figured that, you know, they're going to want to give Hogan and Steeles the big push and all that, and that's kind of the way that it ended up and now i guess I actually, like looking looking at the their uh, segments on this past week's impact where they were just acting like the typical obnoxious heels and they're like trying to sell well they're trying to sell tickets to their uh to their big bash or something their big party they got like <laughs> platinum packages and all that stuff <laughs> like i, I think it, it actually worked out for the better i think uh having them as the uh, the first champions Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I like, I, I like. There's something. Yeah, it's like you love to hate them. The obnoxious champions that just right. are so yeah, so full sure. of themselves. You just want to see them <laughs> come up. <with> us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're just people that I wouldn't like in real life. You're right. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and that's 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 always the the way a heel, a really good heel, always like if they if they come across if it's just like someone that you want to you would you would want to punch out at the you know at 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 the grocery store, <laughs> you know, like that's then they did their job. Yeah, like if they if they make you hate them to the point that you yourself want to hurt them and you want to see them get hurt. That's the good kind. Of, <laughs> that's if, if you beat them to the point that you want to change the channel, that's bad. That's, that's bad. Kind of uh-huh. <laughs> X-Pack yeah. heat, that's, they call it. It's like yeah. when I walk upstairs and Grandma and Grandpa are watching the game show America Says. Oh, yeah. They're, no. they're just so... F- <clears throat> the people on the show are so <laughs> dumb, it hurts. <laughs> no, my they're for five that. minutes, and I'm like, I have to leave. I have to leave, no. yeah. <laughs> I just leave the living room. I'm like, I can't do it. No, mm-hmm. you're so dumb. I can't. No, my my parents watch that show too, and yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. They like they watch what that. And family TV. A peanut? Do you fuck really? Yeah. <laughs> yep, I know. Uh, now I'm pissed <laughs> off because I talked about it. <laughs> And a kind of a last-minute match. I think we kind of had to scramble for this one, but I think we all we all chose the same, and we all came out on top. Rosemary versus uh, it was Rosemary and Crazy Steve versus. And so, oh, oh, right, yes, yes. It's supposed to be. It was. We were thinking that it was going to be Rosemary versus Tennille Dashwood. But then they added, yeah. they, they turned it into a tag team. So it's like that kind of, we, that made us do a double take and go, hey, well, wait a minute. This kind of changes everything. Mm-hmm. So we all ended up taking um, Rosemary and yeah. Crazy Steve. So we all scored points there. Now, these were the big ones. So, yeah, sorry, sorry to Caleb with the K, but you weren't going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. that's right. Also, don't forget about um, Ace Austin and Matt Cardona. Oh, yeah, that little, that that that, uh, that wasn't really, was that a match? I, I, no, no, they just, they brought Austin out, like, during the uh, opening or during the pregame show. Okay. And he's like, why am I not on the show? Why is this? Why is that? And he threw the little hissy fit and all that. He came out during the card. The card, Vince. He came out and, um, you know, did did his spiel about not being on it and all that. And Cardona came out and they had their schmas and all that. I guess it was kind of a way to introduce him to the Impact audience. And, you know, this is, I'm thinking, because he was doing his thing with AEW... You know, and with with all of that angle going on, the AEW versus Impact or whatever, it's um, I think that might be another layer to it. Yeah, but Cardona yeah. isn't signed AEW. No, no it's like a three match no. deal. Oh, okay. Well, they were making such a big deal about this guy. Okay, who was he in the WWF? Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder. Right, right. Okay, and boop, now, boop, but they then. And when he when he showed up at AEW, they're like, "Oh my God, it's Matt Cardona!" And I'm like, "Okay, 
Ooh. <laughs> okay, uh, sure. <laughs> good, good for him. I'm, I'm sure Mama Cardona is really excited. But who is this fucking guy? You know, <laughs> like because I guess that was you know because AEW, well, pro wrestling in general right now, it's all smart mark stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are those are the only people, you know, watching pro wrestling right now. So I guess that was over with the crowd that like knew exactly who he was, but for the most part, it's like, Oh, what the hell? So I guess what you're saying is he's probably signing on impact full time now. Yeah. It looks like, all right. Yeah. Who knows? It could, he could end up being like a infiltrator for AEW. uh, It's all, it's all on the table. Who knows? (laughs) But now at least we got a, we can have a potential reunion or even a feud between uh, Cardona and uh, Brian Myers or the major brothers or Hawkins and Ryder, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, okay. Now, those names are starting to ring a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I get that. I'm um, getting into kind of the main events here. Uh, like, I, I totally predicted and just assumed that the. Uh, the barbed wire massacre would have gone on last. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, you know, you have to set the ring up and you got to add or take down, do this and do that. But that's, that's when they did their karate man stuff to set that up. Right. And all, and all that to, to kind of give the, the time. And of course it was Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan. And I was the one that predicted that one. I was thinking that um, they're going to wrap it up and they're going to give it to the, you know, to the baby face as the blow off and all that. And that was the way they were going. And finally, the absolute main event was the elite. Okay, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Which against what was supposed to be champion Rich Swan against the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley was unfortunately unable to make it, and they replaced him with Moose. Right. That made me go, okay, well, oh, this this is not going to be good, and all that. But really, Moose was actually like the MVP, you know, like in. Like in, in in hockey, you have the three stars at the end of every game or whatnot. I kind of think I would have given the first star to Moose just for not like for going along with the idea, you know, and the angle. It was absolutely fantastic in that. But his work rate throughout this match and what he had to get across and what he had to do. Moose was absolutely on fire. This guy is has uh, like an amazing potential, and mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just afraid. Like when you when you think traditionally, oh, amazing potential means he would go over big in the WWF. Uh, yeah, at one time, okay. <laughs> now though, you have this amazing potential. You go to the WWF and he's just going to get shoved into the the hurt locker or whatever they are the hurt business. Yeah, they'll just give him a stupid part of New Day or something. 
No, no, not the new day. <laughs> well, they'll they'll do something stupid with him instead yeah. of making him like this this absolute killer that could also go that also mm-hmm. has this fantastic work rate. So sorry, Ducky, your prediction of the uh, of the impact team was the only one that that didn't come through. But I admire you, you know, being a fan. <laughs> and 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 taking them because like it it didn't like I had I approached this like okay I'm betting on these guys but I'm cheering for these guys I was full on team impact you oh, know, yeah. through, throughout this just like because I'm likening this toward to the NWO angle yeah you know, absolutely and, and I was full on WCW cheering as a fan <laughs> and with this whole thing I like I said I'm Full on impact. Go get them, boys. God. <laughs> but they came up short. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. They came up. They came up a little short. But yeah, um, all of the naysayers that Impact has had maybe in the last how, how many years, and then there are just some people that hated on them just from the start for the sake of hating on them. Yeah, because they weren't WWE. Right, <laughs> right. Like, I want some of these keyboard warriors and all that to find, to explain, to give a solid case as to why Impact is sucking right now. You know what I mean? I'm putting the challenge out there. If any of our listeners that aren't enjoying the Impact product, I want to hear from you. You know, like, explain, because it's it's on fire. This angle is absolutely amazing. It's got... My full attention. It's Impact just back out way better since Dixie left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people might, um, you know, once access took over and especially once Don, once Don Callis took the reins and all that, people would definitely can make an argument. So, like I said, though, at the top of the hop, I'm afraid. My title reign is not going to last. Mm. <laughs> okay, because now I guess would be a good time to get into our Royal Rumble predictions. Well, there aren't as many matches. Literally yeah. half the amount of matches. <laughs> right, right. So, so let's kind of quickly go over some things here. I've got my... Handy, handy, dandy stats. Um, uh, I don't know what you would call it. I'm looking for a fancy term. Basically, I have my pen and paper. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got my stats computer coordinator <laughs> here ready. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pen and notebook. Yes. Yes. That's You're playing bookie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So I guess we're looking at the two title matches. Yeah, two world title matches and the two Royal Rumbles. Are all and and, and the, the both sexes Royal Rumbles. So maybe kind of start off. Drew McIntyre is defending the WWE Championship. Is that the SmackDown? No, Smackdown? That's, that's Raw. Oh, my God. God, I suck at this. <laughs> One of these days, you guys are just going to snap. 
and go, look, fucker, you're trying to host this damn show and you don't know anything. Yeah. This is like trying to do a sports podcast and not knowing anything about the NFL. Yeah. Major League Baseball. It's not WWF anymore. It's not. <laughs> so, well, thank you for your patience, guy. I appreciate it. It hasn't um, been WWF for 18 years. Come on. <laughs> Uh, right off the hop, okay, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. This is the right. one that I was struggling the most with. Sorry? Get it right. It's Oldberg. 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 Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oldberg. <laughs> yes. Because I just, you, you want to try to, you have to, you know, kind of vote, kind of pick with your head, not your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just because ah, they want because like are they gonna put the title on Goldberg on Oldberg or all that? No, you know, that's that might be booking death. Yeah, like considering like last year when Goldberg made that one surprise appearance on SmackDown and they popped a rating, and then they put the title on mm-hmm. <laughs> and like. Uh, is tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw going to pop a rating? Because Goldberg is going to be on it? Yeah. Probably. probably. Right. But are they going to make the same mistake again that all these, like, like, granted, when Goldberg was in, or when Goldberg won the Universal title last year, they were in another country, so the reaction that they got there probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been the same had it have been in the, in the United States. So it's kind of hard to gauge on that front, but... Uh, given the neg- the like pretty consistently negative feedback that that move got, especially since it buried one of their hottest uh, stars, upcoming stars at the time, being the or the up- or new characters, I should say that they were trying to push as like this big mo- evil monster, like the final boss, and Goldberg mm-hmm. pushed him in what three minutes? <laughs> that was the fiend, right? Yeah, the fiend. Yeah, yeah, Goldberg. Goldberg, I got him in three minutes and botched the jackhammer. It basically just looked like a suplex and pinned him clean as a sheet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But uh, if they do that this time, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm hoping that they have enough faith in Drew McIntyre that they're using this as a way to, like, elevate him to that next level where he can, right. beat, where he can beat the unbeatable Goldberg. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, like that's that's the smart booking. Bring Goldberg yeah. in for the one shot. Give Drew the big win, going hot, going hot into WrestleMania, and all that. That's that's the smart booking. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna go with the smart booking because you also have to work around Goldberg's ego mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be pinned. I'm not going on, you know, and you know. Like it's not; it's in my contract saying I can't be pinned, and all yeah. that. So, so how do you how do you write around his ego and not and not you know fuck up your standing with the new audience? Which, like I said, there's a whole new breed of wrestling fan you're catering to right now. If there was an audience, like if there was actually people in the building, Goldberg was to win. Because they're they're filtering in their own audience reaction. Yeah, okay. exactly. So Goldberg could could win, and they they could have their the crowd go nuts. Yeah, you, know? so you, you could hear 
you, you'd hear nothing but cheers, and but on the screens and the Thunderdome, you just you see a like bunch of people with their yeah. thumbs down, yeah, <laughs> giving the yeah. finger, yeah, yeah, mouthing "fuck you, Vince." But like I, I don't know, like it, like the the decision could literally change the second before those guys walk through the curtain out of oh, Portland. definitely. So at this point, though, I'm gonna go with uh, with Big Daddy Drew. It's. I'm not expecting a long epic match because, well, no. they tried that with Goldberg, and it it's was, gonna be five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be five minutes of finisher spamming, just like all of Goldberg's matches have been lately. <laughs> right. And are you gonna bury your top? Well, you you can, you will. Be like, well, yeah, it depends. It's just okay. Okay, Ducky, who you got? I'm gonna go with McIntyre. <laughs> okay. I'm but here's just... the thing, though. Since WWE's at Raymond James Stadium this year for Mania, and they want to try and get twenty five thousand people in each night. Well, um, well, WrestleMania is going to sell out no matter what. It's yeah. like it's a pop culture phenomenon. It doesn't matter who's on. There. It doesn't matter who is doing it. Yeah, people just yeah. so they just so they can say they that they're going to go. Mm-hmm. I, I I've got no faith in Goldberg doing the right thing. Okay. <laughs> well, it's well, like no. there so. was a recent interview with Big E where he was like talking about, oh, if there's no uh, Vince will only give pushes to guys if there's no older guys available. Right. No. Right. right. And we're seeing that. We're, yeah. we're seeing that. So, with that in mind, I'm going with Goldberg. <sighs> it's, right. it's, 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 I'm cheering for McIntyre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm betting with my head, cheering with my heart. Uh, it's just going to be five minutes of spears and claymores. It's basically going to be Drew Mac. Well, both of these guys at WrestleMania last year just had finisher spamming matches for five minutes in uh-huh. their, yeah, uh-huh. in matches like with uh, Goldberg and Braun Strowman. That's all that was. It was just spears and running power slams, and all McIntyre versus Lesnar was was F fives or German suplexes and claymores. <laughs> so I have a feeling we're just going to see, yeah, two halves of both of those matches just come together to make the exact same thing again. So it's going to be Spears and Claymores. <laughs> uh, pray, so. pray, that, pray that the jackhammer doesn't come. Up. That's, yeah, that's the, that's the death knell for anybody's push apparently. So we're already betting that WrestleMania isn't going to be worth the fifty or second mortgage to buy it on pay per view. Well, well, it's on, it's on the network, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. you know, for people that don't have the network and all that, if they want to, well, it's a once, it's a, once a year mania. thing. Mm. They'll yeah. pay because it's mania. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are people that might not want the network, but uh, the kids bugging me to to buy it at least at least WrestleMania. Okay, so I have a well, feeling this just isn't going to be worth it. You know. They have they have already come out to say that both Goldberg and John Cena are gonna be at WrestleMania 36. So uh, not, ne- not necessarily facing each other, but right. they're gonna be on the show. So who knows what that means at this point? Uh, it could, yeah. Just saying the c word, just kind of. Well, as far as I know, John Cena is still trapped in the Firefly Funhouse from last year's WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. He goes to escape and he opens the door and, and Oldberg is there. Yeah. 
Or maybe Randy Orton's going to help him escape if Randy Orton faces the Fiend in the Firefly Funhouse. Who knows? Don't put it out there. Yeah, because I have a feeling they could very well start WrestleMania off with Cena getting out of... Oh, the fun. <laughs> He's That'd been be trapped cool, there. He's been trapped there all year. You guys <laughs> couldn't see me for a year. And, and you could you could have, you know, like... Uh, the old Batman TV series. Tune in yeah. next week, or you know, the your your <laughs> yeah, you know, when we last heard from John Cena, he was trapped yeah. in the, the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> what, from the what? Dastardly Fiend. <laughs> the Dastardly Fiend. <laughs> but uh Well, the only way that I might accept it is if he came back like everyone's like, Oh, we haven't seen him for exactly one year today. And like <laughs> He comes out as typical Super Cena, like, hype up the crowd. But if he, like, ended up turning heel finally, maybe that would be cool. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Todd. So, Reigns, Reigns Owens. Yeah. Reigns, Roman, sorry, Roman Reigns is the WWE Universal Champion. Yep. That's SmackDown? Yes, the Blue okay. Universal. <laughs> right. Last man standing match versus Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be Roman. Yeah, it has to be Roman. I, I like, I want, I'd want. i like KO to win, but uh, I, I have a feeling like the Usos are going to get involved, or, or at least Jay will get involved. <laughs> right. Pardon you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I have a feeling like there's going to be a bunch of interference on behalf of uh, on behalf of Roman Reigns, and well, who knows? Maybe in this match we might see that long rumored Damian Priest uh, call up happen that they've been talking about for what almost a month now, and right. yeah, he could he could interfere on behalf of Roman, and then that could start a feud between Kevin Owens and Damian Priest. To take it to Mania? Uh, like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I, like those two. Those two could put on a, a pretty good like knock them out brawl, if or knock them down, knock them out brawl. If they uh, if they really want, if they were given free reign, because I know that well, Kevin Steen and Punishment Martinez absolutely would. <laughs> but mm. but Kevin Owens and Damian Priest, I don't know, different company, but same guys, but. Under different, there's, it's just sad to know that there's some people listening to this. When you said those two names, they're like, "Who?" Yeah, <laughs> you don't know Punishment Martinez. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, Kevin Steen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With uh, yeah, I just don't think they're taking it off or like they're if if Romans is if Romans if if Reigns is going to drop it. It will be at Mania. Yeah. No, and I really think he's going into the big match as as champion. Well, we still and, do have Fastlane and Elimination Chamber in between the Rumble and, and Mania, but I, I I don't think they would take the title off of him anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, not at two, basically. Well, I guess the Elimination Chamber sets up the other championship title match, yeah, but... Yeah. Fast lane is basically uh, a throwaway. A, a throwaway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you guys... Reigns. We all took Reigns. Mm-hmm. Even uh, though we wanted to be Owens. But yeah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Cheered for Owens. Betting on Reigns. Yep. If Owens randomly does win this, and then if he does, he'll probably lose it the next, like, the next week on SmackDown or whatever. Or at but I'm probably. sure if Owens does win, we're all going to be like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though we all get a zero. A big nasty zero. Oh, he'll I'll take this it. for four days. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take I'll take the loss. I'll take the He's loss gonna, for the win. He's gonna have the Christian reign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. The men's the men's uh Royal Rumble match. Yep. That's... So far they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve guys. Announced Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Nakamura. They've got those 12. So what do you guys think? Ducky, what do you got? Ah, this is a tough one. It's definitely tough for me because I don't know any of the... Stories. I don't know any of the angles. I don't, you know. I aren't really a whole lot. Yeah, I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna go for a long shot. I'm gonna lose this prediction. Maybe, but I'm since it's his last full time run. I'm gonna go with Daniel Bryan. Okay, that would be cool to see. It's like mm-hmm. the one thing he hasn't accomplished. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well. I had my prediction set on Big E because like, I know he hasn't officially been added yet, but I have a feeling he's going to be in there. Uh, my, my prediction came or was, was Big E because he, uh, like he was in a feud with, or kind of a feud with uh, Apollo Crews and Apollo Crews was seen talking with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was giving him advice and all that. And, so I assume that this was going to lead to Roman Reigns costing Biggie the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews, and then after after Biggie had lost the IC title, he would come into the Rumble, win, and then challenge Roman for revenge for the Universal Title at WrestleMania. So that's and I just have a feeling they're going to be giving Big E a big singles push. Oh, they at this well, they kind of need to. Like they've they've mm-hmm. separated him from the new day. They've already given him the uh, his. I uh, actually this is his second reign as Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> his first was in uh, 2013, but even before the new day was a thing. That ah. was yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Back when he was beat Langston, <laughs> he had a second. Ah, okay. Name. He had a longer name. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like uh, I would like to see that play out, but I, I, I thought that that's what was going to happen this past week on uh, SmackDown, but that match between Apollo and Big E ended in disqualification when Sami Zayn got involved, so I'm hoping at some, like, either either this coming SmackDown on Friday or even at the Royal Rumble, they can have a match. Like That, that, that would be pretty cool if they did have like an Intercontinental title match on the Rumble card that Reigns That cost. would be the pre-show match. No, yeah, but then if Roman Reigns came out and cost Big E that match, 
And then Big E came out later in the night at the Royal in the Royal Rumble match and won, and then just came after Roman. I think that would be a pretty good story to tell. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I'm Big E. I'm, 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 playing, I'm playing head writer and Booker. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. No, it's actually a really good choice. Um, for myself, just going by what was already announced, I have to agree with Ducky um, with Daniel Bryan. Okay. They want the big name, okay? That's why Goldberg is back. Mm -hmm. You know, they want the big names for WrestleMania and all of that. So when they look at the people that that are easily accessible, Daniel Bryan is still over big, you know, especially with with this audience. Yeah, he's a household name for sure. Like the, Mm -hmm. like in 2014, that Yes movement was the biggest thing since CM Punk. Like, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. When you saw NFL players on practice at practice on the sidelines doing the yes thing and and all all of that, that's that's huge. Yeah. Well, even like going going back even further than that, I think it was like 2013 when they had the the unification of the world heavyweight title and the WWE title between uh, who was it? It was John Cena and uh, Randy Orton. They had the ascension ceremony where they strap both belts to that whole, that thing that they hang it or the hanger uh, for mm-hmm. ladder matches. Every, a bunch of people are in the ring. A bunch of people are in the ring and the, your focus is supposed to be on Orton and Cena caring about these two men who have been world champion like who uh, yeah that even at that time had world titles in the double digits. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be like oh these two these two mega superstars are going to face off and the the crowd couldn't give a shit. They were just chanting for Daniel Bryan the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel Bryan was standing in the ring. A bunch of superstars were in the ring. Daniel Bryan's standing there. Everyone's chanting for him, and he's just like looking around and actually laughing because <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you can't like him just- and Punk were dying." <laughs> yeah, that was so amazing. But no, I, I I can see Daniel Bryan winning too. But I would like to see Big E win and take on uh, Roman at Mania because I think that would be a great match. But yeah. It's, fresh blood, fresh. Yeah, it, it was blood. it was a toss up between for me between Daniel Bryan and Biggie. I'll be honest, but I'm gonna go with Biggie. The way the way Daniel Bryan got over so big on his own, okay, that should have been the wake up call to Vince that his audience is changing. Okay, like but he's a, a B plus player. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he, he obviously doesn't he still doesn't even know what his own audience is you know well even even like after that leading into that royal rumble daniel bryan wasn't even in that rumble like in 2014 and like like this is after like everybody was chanting his name everyone was doing the yes chant the loudest chant at any show mm. and then 2014, daniel bryan Number number thirty hits. Everyone's expecting it to be Daniel Bryan. And it's Rey Mysterio and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, and that's not a slight on Rey. He's awesome. No. But they weren't it, booing Rey. They were yeah. booing the fact he wasn't Daniel Bryan. That's, right. Yeah. 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 And the whole time, the audience is going crazy, going yes, 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 wanting Daniel Bryan. Vince is backstage wondering where Hogan is. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. I'm then, cool. Paul, not here. I'm going. Paul better get here. Isn't he on the main event? Of all people, yeah, but and of all people in 2014, they had Batista win, and he got booed out of the building. Right yeah. out of the building, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want nothing but the best for Batista's acting career. Like I hope 
Guardians of the Galaxy goes on and does another 10 awesome movies. He's great at playing Drax. That's that's for sure. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he has a fantastic movie career. Stay the mm. fuck out of the wrestling ring. Yeah. Well, I think he's retired from. I think WrestleMania 35 was his against uh, Triple H was his last match ever, according to him. Where yeah. getting into the ring. Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and then he then he had to do he had to walk around the ring again and get back in, and then they edited out him tripping in the replays. Wow. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, well, thankfully they came to their senses and Daniel Bryan eventually did win the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania that year. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a feel That was moment, probably but... Hunter going, he has to win. They're going to fucking riot Vince. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have to do something. Especially huh? thousand people. What are you talking about? He, he must win or the, the stadium's going to get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, especially after in the same night Undertaker lost or the, the streak was broken by Brock right. Lesnar. Oh, yeah, Daniel Ryan didn't walk out of that place champion. There would be no more Silver Dome or Superdome or whatever the hell Hulk Hogan called it. <laughs> that was fun. That's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. The brother. Silver Dome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. brother. Yeah. Okay. He called it Superdome. He's like, you're at the Superdome. <laughs> and then you just see the look on Rock's face, like the yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they, they tried to play on that again at WrestleMania 35 where he almost said Superdome and then he called it. They were at MetLife Stadium at that for that one, but he said, <laughs> at the soup. I mean, yeah, that was that was totally intentional just to to deflect. Yeah, or and to. He, yeah, and, and, and then he went on to say MetLife Center when it's called the MetLife Stadium. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> oh, was that? Oh. <laughs> Well, you know what? Don't don't get me going about corporations buying sports stadiums, like the names and all that, because uh, that that's a whole other thing. But me as a sports fan of, of like regular sports, I'm that uh, that drives me. Oh, that gnaws at me. It really oh, does. I love, I love I love baseball, and uh, the disappointment on my, on my face when when the the Sky Dome was renamed the Rogers Center. Yeah, and there's like <laughs> mid, mid, there's there's a Minute Maid Stadium or something, and Minute, Minute Maid Park, yeah, yeah, it's, like like that gets me excited, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't wait to, you know, let's 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 you know, can't wait to tailgate outside of Minute Maid Park. Oh, fuck. Let's all go to prep. <laughs> it's like let's all go to Preparation H Arena. <laughs> Preparation oh, H. Oh, it should be Law Stadium. It should only be named after, like, the great players from the past. Babe Ruth Stadium. You know, Gordie Howe Arena. Even Rick Rick Flair Stadium or something, you know? No, it would be called called Woo Place. (laughs) Woo Palace or something. (laughs) That's right. That's right. But, uh... Well, even our uh, arena, like, or our, our old arena where all the AWA shows that you like to talk about, that was... Nicknamed the barn. That was the old barn, yeah. Yeah, but its official name was always the Winnipeg Arena. The Winnipeg Arena. I was good with that. And now it's like, insert corporate name here. Yeah, but initially, the our, our new arena was going to be called True North Center. And then, yeah, then... They Would have been a way better name than what Yeah, they, they had to get to... Uh, well, because like, True North Entertainment is who owns the, the Jets, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... That's that's at least like sounds cool, but then it's like, oh no, it's the MTS Center now. <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's Bell MTS Place. 
Yeah, and they nicknamed it the phone booth. Would you rather see something at the phone booth or the barn? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because the barn is actually hockey related. That's yeah. an old expression from small towns in the prairies because the old arenas all were kind of looked like designed like a barn. And, you know, mm. it goes, it's, it's, it's a throwback to, you know, kids playing on homemade ice in the prairies and all that. Like it's, it makes sense. You know, it actually, it actually warms my heart. That's why I still call it the barn and all that. And just talking about rinks, hockey rinks in general and all that. I, I always call them barn and the barn burners and all that. So, Hey, I, I'm going to be honest. I miss, I miss, well, I'm going to go on record. I miss the Winnipeg arena, even though it was like a, well, before by the time it shut down it was a shithole but right i miss it i loved i loved where it was more than anything mm-hmm. and i the mts center or whatever you want to call it now great place shitty location yeah like, and yeah it's just uh, that's 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 a whole other thing where i'm kind of like i've 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 never gone to a wrestling event at yet at the mts center and i'm kind of tapped out for concerts it's been a couple years when slayer was last here their their farewell farewell tour that was the last show at the big stadium that you know i've been to and i don't know if i'm ever going to be back i don't know know. yeah we'll see then but i'm sure when the world opens up again we're going to get some killer fucking shows oh we are we are definitely once because everyone's going to be itching to tour because when i talk to artists on radioactive metal they're always saying you know we're going on at the bit to get back out on the road and all that and i definitely believe that here's going to be the downside about that though it's because like we're going to have all our park theater shows which we work and we're friends with all the touring bands and stuff but then we're going to get these massive shows on the same night we want to see, but we're going to have to pick and choose for the next, like, two years. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely first world problems and and definitely a hard music fan's biggest good problem. Oh, we got these two kick-ass shows at once. Yeah. Uh, what, what what do we pick? What do we do? <laughs> for example, Working Revocation. I love those dudes. They're, they're, they're friends of ours. And then, say, MTS Center has, I'm just, fuck it, I'll just say Disturbed or something. Yeah, Tool. And it's just like, yeah, I'd choose Revo. Oh, definitely. But at the same time, Disturbed are so damn good live, where it's like, I've seen them so many damn times as well. But it's it's like, do I want to pay 120 bucks? Nope. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I can wait a lot more. Anyway, <laughs> this, this this just tells me I got to have you guys on radioactive metal. Yeah, sure, bring us on. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. come up with something. That's also making me think that for a future turnbuckle talk, and I'm gonna write this down here right now. Future um, wrestlers that should have stadiums named after them, and okay. where and where you know, because there's a lot of wrestlers that are. Um, they're known for certain places geographically. Mm-hmm. So get that going through your minds, guys. Okay. You have your next beer 
and you forget all about it. <laughs> I'll remember when I'm editing this. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Now, the women's Royal Rumble match. Now, before we get into that, though, was, this kind of hit me. What do you think of the two Royal Rumbles that's going to go on last? What was it last year? Uh, last year was the guys. Uh, the, the only time the women's Royal Rumble went on last was in 2018 when they actually debuted the U. Women's Royal Rumble. Every other year after that, it's been in the middle of the show. Okay. Do you? Who do you think is going to go on last this time? Probably the men's. Yeah. Yeah. It seems I, like kind of does like the women's main events is like a one-time favor. He like he did he did the the women's Royal Rumble debuted in 2018. He's like, oh yeah, we're gonna put that on last. It's the big headlines, the big the big thing, and then. WrestleMania 35, women's main event. Ronda Rousey's in it. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. That and then yeah, since and then. And they botched the finish. Yes, they did. Because <laughs> Charlotte was supposed to get pinned, not Ronda. Yeah, and then and then what? Like in the crowd, it was basically no reaction because it was one in the morning, and uh, yeah, uh, WrestleMania was what like 14 hours or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a long day sitting on the couch watching. <laughs> and like, yeah, and everybody was tired and like uh, who, who was there and they couldn't get uh, transit back to their hotels because transit had stopped. <laughs> wow. Holy jeez. Yeah. 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 If hey, Becky Lynch was, you know, if she wasn't off being a mother, if uh, if Rousey was here and all that, if the women's was still was as over as it was then. Do you think this would be going on last? Possibly. It's yeah. I don't know. Like, like the mind of Vince McMahon is so unpredictable because, oh. like, I, as I said, it could change on a dime. Mm-hmm. Like, it can change when they're in the middle of the ring. They could just yeah, yeah. 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 radio the ref, and you'd be like, okay, this is you're winning now. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. Tells the referee through the earpiece, like. Okay, we're we're changing the finish. Go with this, and then the referee has to inform the wrestlers, like without making it look like he's informing the wrestlers. Right. <laughs> like, Quick, do a suplex on the floor. <laughs> I'll check on you both. <laughs> How many times in the past, say five years? Okay, do you think that Vince has gotten pissed? Okay, about something that happened, and one of his stooges had to come up to him and say afterwards, well, no, this is what you said, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, ne- and you never changed it. And he just had no clue or he thought he did, or he, this isn't what he remembered. He, 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 he kind of remembered it being something else. Like, do you honest, like, do you think maybe that's happened? You know, like oh, he kind of yeah. looks, looks at Pritchard and I didn't say that, you know, Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> well, no, but it's, it's it's on. It's oh on. shit, he's hungry today. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, there. I, I know for a fact there has been because uh, Justin Roberts, the AEW ring announcer, when he worked for WWE, apparently they at one. I forget when he said this happened, but there was a, a show where they told him to go out and do something that didn't, or say something that didn't make any sense, and they went out and did as they as they told him to do and they got no crowd reaction or an awkward crowd reaction and then he came back and they were like well, why'd you do that he's like because he's <laughs> 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 
that Justin Roberts, he got a lot of uh, he gets a lot of criticism and a lot of shit on Jim Cornette's podcasts. Do you? What's your opinion of Roberts? I think he's doing a good job. I think he's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. like especially now that he has like more. He's not as restricted as he was in WWE, where they just right. basically read from a script. But I like how he kind of like changes it up. Uh, does like special announcements for certain people. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Give it a little extra zing. Yeah, like even at uh, the very first AEW event, uh, Double or Nothing in 2019, he uh, uh, the Young Bucks dressed up as, or I think it was the Young Bucks. Uh, yeah, they dressed up as uh, Ken and Ryu from uh, Street Fighter. And uh, okay. before the match started, the bell rang and he goes, like the Young Bucks just kind of looked at him and he, and he goes, Round one, fight! <laughs> <laughs> Extra zip. I like that. Yep. Yeah. I do. I do too. I do too. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Yes. The ladies, <laughs> the ladies Royal Rumble match. Who you got, Dustin? Oh, okay. No. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But I figured here, let's throw this out. We got Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rhodes, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Tamina. And sorry, you were saying Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Are they are they still giving her the push? As yep. I recall. Yep. Yeah, she's in a feud she with Bailey. She carried Otis across the ring on SmackDown. Yep. Like <laughs> in, in that uh, that triathlon thing they were doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was her, her and Bailey on like an obstacle course thing and the. Uh, yeah, Bianca Belair carried Otis like all three hundred and whatever pounds of him on her shoulders and walked like from one set of ring steps to the other with him on. Wow! They so, they are pushing her as a super athlete, rightfully so. She's put in the work and like she's got. Like, oh, I'm gonna say it right now. She's my prediction too to win. Yeah, and her. Okay. Yep. And yeah, she, like the way they're pushing her right now, just all signs point to Bianca in my opinion. So they're pushing her as a super athlete because in real life she is, and she's got the charisma. She's got a good character. She can, she can be a star if they, if they book her properly. Ah, okay. You guys make a really good point, but in all honesty, I already had flair written down. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah. But once again, it's like they're with WrestleMania coming up. It's let's go with who they know, you know, yeah. who they think, who Vince thinks, you know, the audience wants. But like I said, he probably still thinks the audience still wants Hogan. You know, he yep. probably still thinks it's 1985. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm picking... Charlotte, but I, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna be rooting for Ruby Riot, because out of all oh, the yeah. ladies, you know, as the legit metalhead and the rocker chick and all that, she's the one that's, you know, that's the, the, you know, the, the brain says one thing, the heart says another, right? Okay, and another thing always says Alexa Bliss, but that's a whole other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. So, uh, it, this is going to be interesting. 
if there's, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe if, you know, if my long shot with flair apparently comes through, maybe I got a chance to, to defend here, or maybe there's going to be a couple of, you know, there might be a couple ties and then we have to think of a way to break the tie or something. Well, maybe, maybe it'll come down to Bianca and uh, flair. There we go. Mm-hmm. That would actually be really smart booking if they're if she if, if Bel Air is really over mm-hmm. down to her against Flair and then she eliminates Flair. That would, yeah, that's actually really smart. Good call. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd be all, all in for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. So those are our Royal Rumble predictions and this will be coming out as we speak it'll be coming out in the next couple it'll be available for our everyone's listening pleasure before the rumble obviously which i believe is a week from today a week from today so sunday the 31st last day of january okay There we go. There we go. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah. Did any of you guys listen to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast with The Undertaker? No, I haven't. And you guys recommended that I should. What's, uh, yeah, let's kind of chat about that for a bit. What's, what's up with that? Uh, Joe Rogan asked him what he thinks the wrestling business is like nowadays. And Undertaker said it's soft. Yeah. Soft soft he said the, the current wwe product is soft and he basically went on to criticize People are pissed. oh yeah well like, essentially he was just criticizing the mannerisms of how people act backstage nowadays compared to back when he was <laughs> right back when he was in the locker room every, he was every saying week when i was when I was still wrestling full time, real men carry guns and weapons in their bags. Yeah. Now, now you. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say. People are, playing, people are playing their damn video games and making themselves look pretty. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. I believe. Where did I read that? I think you might have set me up with that. With with that in, information. That's actually. I can believe that because that's actually a big criticism that that Cornet had about the young guys as well. He went on one of his podcasts and he went he went off about how when he walked into the TNA um, dress, dressing room and they saw all the young guys, you know, laying on the floor with their head on their bags, playing on their phones and all that. And he's just looking around and he was like, this isn't a athlete's locker room. I mean, like when I was, this is him talking, when I was, when I, when I was in the business, the guys got together in the locker room and they were talking about what they did at the bar the night before they talk, quote unquote, talked about chasing pussy. And, you know, they would have uh, playful shoot wrestling matches on the floor in the dressing room and all that, you know, because we were men, men were in the. We're in, yeah, you know, you know, but now it's a bunch of kids there and they're all a bunch of, you know, and he just, he, he said practically the same stuff that Undertaker 
was saying. <laughs> and then everyone's all like, oh, it's Taker, we'll forgive him, blah, blah, blah. And then Cornette's just like, but you didn't forgive me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. You, then you, again, Cornette has said stuff like, oh, I wished uh, G-Raver would have bled out. And it's like, really, dude? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's no... There's no arguing that, but if you like, if Undertaker says it and everyone was, oh, that's a good point, you know, Undertaker does no wrong, and someone else says the same thing and gets criticized for it, that's bullshit, too. Yeah, well, there's there are a lot of current uh stars who are like kind of being passive aggressive about it. I remember Shayna Baszler on Twitter said something along the lines of, just for the record, I, I carry a knife. And play video games. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I guess that that that's another thing. No one is going to because, like, Mark Calloway still has a lot of stroke. He's still the golden boy in the WWE and all that. You you criticize him, you know, and that's you know WWE management is going to look down on you for that. Which I think that's bullshit too. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> kind of it's kind of like a form of. Now, is it is it like nepotism, really? Like, well, nep. When you say nep nepotism, you're talking about family, family or very close friends. And I know Vince and Vince and Mark are very close friends. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And a lot of the crit. There's a lot of criticisms about AEW as well. That's true. How, yeah. how you know those guys are hiring all of their friends and all that. But honestly, the guys they are bringing in. To AEW, friends or not, I'm interested in these guys. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of, there's probably a lot of old schoolers, you know, like myself, that are seeing, like, Orange Cassidy, and it probably just pisses them right off, the whole Mm -hmm. gimmick and all that. I'm loving it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. There's there's so many different styles. It's like, AEW is such an eclectic brand whereas wwe is like all the everyone there is like trained to wrestle a certain style when it comes to their product mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah you're you're getting a more authentic experience with AEW. like you're I getting so the, the indie show experience yeah but, and that's a good thing mm-hmm. but yeah back to uh yeah back to the undertaker there was also a Another excerpt of that interview where he was talking about like the physiques of some of these guys. And he's like, he's talking about Braun Strowman, for instance, like the fact that Braun Strowman nowadays is like just ripped. Like he is like solid muscle. And they've shown, they showed pictures of him. And Undertaker said, like, well, that's just unreal to me. I don't understand. And he even said, like, he, this probably just slipped out. He said, it's like, when I was on steroids, I never looked like that. And I was like, yeah. Oh. Oh, he admitted to it. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I know. It into his knee. No, I know, and I know that that whole scare or steroid scandal happened in the mid '90s with mm-hmm. Vince McMahon and the and the product, and Vince actually went to court for that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Almost went to jail. Yeah, yeah, and like for Undertaker to just come out and say that when I was on steroids, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, why is this not being blown up? Like. Or maybe like I can guarantee after after that came out, Vince probably made a very sternly worded phone call to uh, Mr. Calloway. Yeah, like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, what the fuck? He had like a hundred missed calls in his pocket after. 
So he was so Undertaker was actually criticizing how the guys look on steroids this day and age. Well, he was like saying like how everyone's so obsessed with making themselves look pretty and how they're all playing video games in the back, whereas like back in his day, people carried guns and weapons and men were men. And oh, which is like, oh yeah, I definitely agree with that. Better when everyone was carrying concealed weapons around in the back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, I if think you needed to settle something, it fucking got settled. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think take take it outside in the parking lot like men. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't know we were back in the gladiator days. All right. Well, anyways, um, I think Mr. Undertaker, though, is forgetting how some of those guys in the 80s looked. I mean, uh, that narcissist gig that Lex Luger had. Okay. Is like that's not too far from the truth from what he was really like, apparently. Like, there's a guy that spent a lot of time in front of the mirror. Full of himself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. They had, and it it was the eighties. There was so much emphasis on um, shallowness. You know what I mean? And looking good. And like the WWF, you know, ex- managed to expand so far beyond the AWA and the NWA because they looked good. The presentation was, you know, was a lot better looking than all that. So I think, uh, I think Taker is kind of being, he's picking and choosing. Here. Yeah. Like you, know? you even think about guys before Undertaker's time, like Adrian street. Oh yeah. There's a, <laughs> yeah. There's a extra horns buddy for knowing Adrian street. I figured he was way before your time, but yeah, there is definitely a pretty guy. And yeah. Pretty boy. Like play, play, he would play it up too. Just like dressed, has hairstyled with makeup on, like teasing the guys by grabbing their asses, and like that, that. That gimmick has been like duplicated many, many times over the years. Not, not nowadays, but no. But well, like, on the indies, but in the, in the indies, in the indies, yeah. Well, look at Joey Ryan, I guess. But mm-hmm. well, he's, he's probably not going to be wrestling ever again. So <laughs> yeah, and I'm. <laughs> the whole dick thing that's a whole other mm-hmm. that's a dark side of the ring <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so so kind of with that maybe we'll kind of transition now into the dark side of the ring or we should transition now into tonight's turnbuckle talk um awkward dick related segue there we are (laughs) are. a little bit reaching but i think i kind of pulled it off yeah there um they had announced a um or viceland has announced some of the topics for the upcoming third season um very interesting very interesting there um a lot of focus on some indies again which is which which is good because as much as 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 controversial as the wwf could have been you know um and how controversial the von erics were Mm -hmm. um there's you know there's always stuff in the indies that would definitely kind of make you scratch your head they have announced some things and going over them we got a quick little list 
of them here. Maybe we'll kind of give our thoughts and ideas of the whys and wherefores behind them. Um, the first one right out of the gate, Flying Brian Pillman. This is the one I'm most excited for because it's like yeah. the, kind of the one I'm like most familiar with. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to know... Uh, Am I a horrible person for saying I want to know the juicy details of all the shitty things that happened? I guess that's the whole point of the story. <laughs> that's, that's the whole, the whole point, point of the series, yeah. <laughs> and and this, this, I'm looking forward to this as well, because this is definitely one of the more tragic ones. Yeah, someone people might say it's how, how he died was self-induced and all that, and yeah, for sure. But it's kind of a trap that a lot of wrestlers have gotten into and he was young he was still young yeah very he was on fire and i knew right from the start his rookie year in stampede wrestling like this guy this guy had it okay yeah when he was when he was teaming he was him and bruce hart were the other bad company Okay, there was the bad company in the AWA that were tag team champions over there. Well, over in Stampede Wrestling, you had this bad company, and you saw the potential. Okay, like 1987, 88, you had Brian Pillman, you had Owen Hart, you had Chris Benoit. You knew that these guys were going to be amazing. Ah, they were, unfortunately. (laughs) All three of them are gone. All three of them are gone. And much too early. Yep. And I think the the not only the behind the scenes stuff, but just some of the stuff that Pillman ended up doing on air. Okay, the loose cannon. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh you you mentioned before. I respect you, Booker Man. Kind of breaking the uh, break, breaking kayfabe against uh, oh. um, Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, Sullivan. Yeah. Okay, and of course there was the uh, the angle with Stone Cold with the oh, gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was something else. <laughs> ah, yeah. Like, oh my God, I don't know if you could if you could do an angle like that today. No, no, <laughs> you could not. And you got to remember Pillman and Stone Cold. Well, he wasn't Stone Cold at the time, but Stunning Steve Austin and Flying Brian made up in WCW, made up the Hollywood Blondes. Mm-hmm. Back when Stone Cold had hair to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was an amazing team because they kind of had parallel careers leading up to that you know they kind of started around the same time pillman in the indies in canada uh austin in the indies in texas and right. you know they kind of made their way to wcw exactly. kind of ballpark at the same time sorry no nothing good oh yeah Not so <laughs> <laughs> they just meshed so well and just the fact that pillman left us so early and just 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 by the way the dark side of the ring the way they edit the way they have their vignettes and all that it's going to be a tough watch yeah for sure that's yeah i, I thought like the well the the two benoit episodes and the owen hart episode this past season were 
Oh, pretty, those pretty difficult to get through. I don't but, mind telling you the 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 heart and the Benoit. The eyes got misty. The eyes got misty watching those. Yeah, even the even the Road Warriors episode that was, mm-hmm. that was a lot of it was tough. Yeah. Well, yeah, like oh, any of the episodes, even going back to season one with the the Macho Man Miss Elizabeth uh, episode two, oh. and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to be binging both seasons because, yeah, there is only, what, 16 episodes or whatever, and Mrs. Yeah. Snowy hasn't seen them yet. So I think we're yeah. going to binge them together. Oh, to she's going to love the Deathmatch one. from. The oh, movie. that's going to be a lot of oh. stuff. Yeah. The one on the New Jack. Yeah. The New Jack episode is going to be her favorite. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, I, she, I she remembers New Jack. <laughs> 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 Okay, the next one, FMW, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Okay, Ducky, this is your time. Yep. This is this is your area. Yep. What is what is for the uninitiated FMW? FMW was a company in Japan. I don't remember when it folded, but it folded like early 2000s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But it was just it was death matches. That's it. What's the, it was basically the sick shit that you subject me to now. Yes, but ten <laughs> times worse because in Japan they always turn everything up to eleven. Uh, yep, with everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming you're looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to that one, the XPW one, which is an uh, an old American deathmatch company, and oh, the yeah. Nick the Nick Gage one will be good too. Right, right. When I saw that line, yeah, they're gonna talk about uh, for sure. They're gonna talk about when he died at a tournament. Okay, that's Nick Nick Gage. Okay, yeah. yeah let's let's kind of transition into that one. Who was who was Nick Gage? Uh, he started in CZW in the early two thousands and just basically went up from there. Been on the indies his whole career. He went to jail for six years for robbing a bank. Oh, boy. Um, but he turned himself in. And he robbed a bank without a mask, which is a, one dumb thing to do. Uh, you got to get your mask on. Come on. Yeah, wear your mask. Yeah. <laughs> but well, depending on what era. I mean, he, like... wasn't in a good, he wasn't in a good place when he did it. Apparently not. And he went to jail for six years. And yeah. And now he's he's been back out for a while and been wrestling all over and currently is out with an ankle injury, which happened to him over the summer. Just he stepped wrong in a match and snapped something. And now he needs surgery. Oh, shit. Do you think this is going to be good or bad for him? Like this, this, this episode, because it's exposure. Yeah. But it could be the wrong kind. Do you think it means any never mind to him one way or another this episode? Oh, he, he'll still continue wrestling no matter what. No, will no. he be able to go anywhere else because of it, or will he? Is he perpetually stuck in the indies? <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say indies for now, just because I don't think AEW or WWE want him saying fuck every second word. Right. And, Right. Well, I don't either, but okay. 
All right. Yeah, I figured what little I knew about Gage, I knew that 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 episode is definitely going to get your attention. As much as yeah, I'm not big on all the death stuff and all the extreme wrestling. I was a fan of XPW. Okay, they that that was kind of California's um, version of ECW. ECW was on its way out. Porn mogul Johnny Black was a big um, wrestling fan, and he kind of wanted to cash in on the success of ECW, and he created his own XPW, his own extreme pro wrestling. And I know why they are going to be focusing on this league for this. It's not going to be because of the brutal wrestling. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Especially that, what's his name? Vic. Uh, Vic Grimes. Vic, Vic, Vic Grimes, who took the huge bump off of the scaffold through the dozen tables. Because New Jack tried something. to kill him. He just didn't yeah. Like yeah, that's definitely going to be a part of that episode. But what I think they are going to focus on is going to be the ladies of XPW. At the time, Johnny Black was married to Lizzie Borden, a uh, porn star. I guess they also worked together and all that. One of the ladies in XPW as well was one Christy Mist. She was one of the XPW divas, shall, shall we say. And she had the ongoing smut career as well. It's going to be a confession time for your cool Uncle Snowy here. When I discovered XPW, Mrs. Snowy was working in a video store. Okay. And they had, at the time, they had the little back rooms. Okay. Where the special movies that are for mummies and daddies who love each other very much, shall we say? To quote, oh, yeah. To, to, to quote the Simpsons. Okay. Yeah, behind the curtain of Keats. Yeah, I know, I know, I know all about this. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. Robin's well, downstairs right now going, oh, God, he's telling this he's, story. Yeah, oh, he's talking about that shit, is he? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when I discovered XPW, reading about it in the magazines and all that, I excused myself and I went into the back room specifically looking for the women that participated in XPW and all that. And I found some. And I found some. I found some Lizzie Borden tapes. They were VHSs at the time. I found some Christy Mist and all that. So I think that's what they're going to be focusing with uh, with that episode. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. What do you guys remember about XPW? Like, that's... For, like I guess now the internet has let you guys in on that, but Matt, you might have. What was your experience with XPW? Does this mean anything to you? I, no, honestly, like I never really got into the the whole lore of XPW. Like I know the name, but I just haven't really dived into it ever. Like I, I probably should have, but I just, yeah, <laughs> I haven't. If they I, had a King of the Deathmatch Championship. Oh, did they? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, yeah. And they, you know, they had 
a lot of their wrestlers, you know, kind of emulated ECW and all that. But it was brutal. It was brutal. It was ECW plus. So he was trying to he was trying to create something that could compete with Vince McMahon because there was no more competition. But ended up falling (laughs) flat on its face. Yeah, I don't I don't think Black ever figured he was going to be competition, but. He wanted to be the next Paul Heyman. I oh, think that's, that's probably the fairest assessment. So he did, so he did a lot of cocaine and made a lot of shitty choices. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. Yeah, Pro- probably marrying Lizzie Borden was probably one of them. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Even, even the porn industry nowadays is a lot different than it was back then, too. So you know what? I'm, and no one's going to believe this, but. The idea of computer viruses, and that's really the only place you can find smut anymore, is on the computer. Mm-hmm. Viruses scare me like a lot, oh, so yeah. I don't really consume that much smut anymore because it's just I I I don't want to risk it. Maybe you pay for it. <laughs> it's, you uh, gonna- yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't know what to pay for. I guess. Okay, there's some some companies that kind of focus on some of the stars that uh, kind of look like rocker chicks with the tattoos and the mohawks and true. Like, uh, like there are still like companies out there to represent uh, some women, but a lot of the in a lot of cases, women are like independent now when it comes to sex work. Like, well, they would have to be, yeah, because yeah. Like it not only is it safer, but they get to do everything on on their own terms. They're not contractually obligated to do something they're uncomfortable with. There's like there's agreements that have to like they have to like come to an agreement with uh, everyone about stuff and like they mm-hmm. like, oh, and we and like well we all know people with OnlyFans accounts. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I know multiple people with OnlyFans accounts, and that seems to be the norm for for like the the porn industry nowadays. Okay, okay. I'm glad you kind of brought up OnlyFans because I'm going to be getting into that a little bit later with this okay. with this conversation. Um, the collision in Korea, the 1995 WCW New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think that I'm, was a that was a pay per view. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to hear about this. I don't really know, and I haven't done really done much in the way of research on all of this. I'm trying to wing as much of this off the top of my head as I can. I really don't know the whys and wherefores behind all of that. Does someone just got some vague details you can share with me? I don't either, but I'm always a fan of uh, reading up on uh, mergers that went wrong because <laughs> like, there's always there's always some entertaining details about that. And if it's on dark side of the ring, then some shit must have oh. gone <laughs> Got really wrong. Yeah. 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 Okay. What do, what do you know about this dude? Anything? Is this not really? Uh, okay. So we're well, isn't there go- just like a huge crowd though. Oh, Oh was yeah. That- wasn't there like a hundred thousand people or something like that? Yeah. Or- yeah around there. Hang yeah. on. I will use the Google. Oh, okay. I think Ric Flair was in this. Uh, it was like 91,000 people or something. Oh, okay. At that time, un- absolutely unheard of, but mm-hmm. before, before WrestleMania in Texas. Day, day one, 
Because it was two days. Day oh, one, th- there was 165,000 people. Holy shit. What? Holy Day two, there was 190. What? Okay, say you're in the cheap seats. Can you even see the ring at that point? Probably like, not. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you'd have to be watching the screens or have a very good pair of binoculars. You would have to. You would have to. I, you know, you hear about like the metal band Metallica doing a, mil- <laughs> a billion people in Russia and all that. Yeah, Imagine like, like being the last row. Like, <laughs> yeah, at that it's, point, it's like, why am I here? Yeah, like all I can do is hear it at that point. But imagine being, imagine being like one of two people that are that every every one of these those people are watching like that. That must change you as a person, you know. Oh, for sure. People are watching you in the same room. Uh, (laughs) Stuff I can't fathom. Stuff that like just thinking about too much makes me want to (laughs) puke. Definitely. I, I get nervous oh. playing playing a song in front of five of my best friends who I trust and hold dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind. Shit, and my and I thought my anxiety was bad at like seven hundred people at um Cowboys for the Green Day set. A million? Nah, I'm good. That's, I'm yeah. not feeling well that day. Yeah. Wow. Two hundred thousand people though, like for a wrestling show. That's that's, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what a lot of focus that episode is. Um, for the next one, the Smith family, Grizzly Smith's family. This one I needed a refresher. I couldn't go in just uh, just off the top of my head because I kind of needed like a little bit of a refresher as to what was going on. But I knew that his it was a very controversial family. There was a lot of some sick shit, some lot of fucked up stuff going on when yeah, yeah, when his like he had um, three children that went on to um, at least you know somewhat like Jake the Snake Roberts. I guess that was his oldest son. He obviously had the most prolific career out of all of Grizzly Smith's kids. (laughs) Sam Houston. Okay, was uh, he was big in the Mid Atlantic territories? Admit Mid Atlantic champion in the mid '80s, and of course, Mid Atlantic would eventually turn into WCW. So he was kind of a big deal for a while there. And then the lady, the female wrestler, Rock and Robin, who actually had a pretty good um, career there for a while, but. Oh, apparently Jake Roberts had um, a lot of accusations against his dad. And it appeared in some of the stuff appeared in Beyond the Mat. And there was a lot of accusations of uh, Smith abusing his children. Jake Roberts, his mother was a 13 year old girl that Grizzly had sexually assaulted. And they were forced to, and this was a very obviously a very different time and all that, but the young lady was forced to marry Grizzly Smith over 
over all that. It's just it was just very a really really fucked up situation. It was the allegations of him abusing Robin as well. Oh, just saying that sentence just now, just yeah, I, I, I clenched my fist. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because because we kayfabe broke my Mrs. Snowy's first name. Yeah, there. that's yeah, uh, that's that that's what that is going to be a very tough episode to get through. It's yeah, like it's such a touchy subject, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it, it's. It's sickening, and to if it can be if it can be described in one word, it's like, uh, like I I can only imagine what that must have like. Do you think like the way that Jake the Snake's lifestyle was because like he was a pretty well known pill popper and alcohol? Uh, you, you yeah, think that to do with it knowing how he was conceived, it like, can fuck with you psychologically. Yeah. Yeah, it can fuck with you. I wouldn't be. I don't think that is the be all end all. I don't think he woke up one day and said, "You know what? My conception was terrible. I think I'm going to be this massive drug addict now." Well, no, it must have like it must have weighed down on him heavily throughout his entire life. Oh, I'm sure. Let him down that path. Mm-hmm. It was. It was definitely the first step. There was many mm-hmm. other steps that got him to where he was, but I. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised, you know, if yeah. that if that was the first if that was the first step. Well, trauma trauma is the ultimate gateway to to uh, addiction oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We didn't mean to go heavy duty. No, we like we were the dark <laughs> side of wrestling. Yeah, that's exactly yes. Yes. Unfortunately. Well, and on the other hand, yeah, we like to have fun and goof around and all that, but we're adults and there are these topics are serious topics. I'm not going to joke about rape. Like, yeah, that's right. And it's stuff that does need to be addressed. It's the same thing on radioactive metal. There's been a lot of heavy duty shit over the years. I've been doing that and we've had to put the fun and games aside and address some of this stuff and you know it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough watching that one um again another one um i'm going to have a hard time butchering or i'm gonna have a hard time trying to pronounce this guy's name but i knew him best as johnny canine he was a uh job guy in the wwf but he was also he also had did some time in Stampede and time in jail, actually. But he did some time in uh, Stampede for a while. And he was just a indie guy that kind of got caught up in a lot of gang life and did, oh, okay. did, did some time in jail and all that. It just it was it was very, very sordid, shall we say. So that's kind of right up, you know, this this program's alley. And finally, I think the last thing that they announced so far was the story of Canyon. Yeah, that's actually going to be a heartbreaker because I know he struggled for a lot of his life with the the fact that uh, he was a homosexual and he didn't know how people would react to it if he came out. Right. Oh, definitely. And he couldn't. He couldn't. Not not nope. in that environment. Which goes back to what Undertaker and what Cornette was saying. 
if he he would have been able to come out today. Okay. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But back but the, then, yeah. Yeah, 90s, early 2000s, it was a different locker room. It was a different attitude. That's right, because they were men, damn it. Yeah, men, men were men. Men. Yeah. You know? <laughs> men. men were men and all that. So if he would have come out back then, it w- could have potentially had dire consequences. So mm-hmm. think about that, Mark. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not you. But before you too, Cornette, before you start criticizing everyone now, why don't you guys uh, think about Mr. Canyon? Well, I can, uh, I can, I can only imagine like what that, yeah, how hard that would be for somebody mm-hmm. to to not only live with that and keep it inside, but for to come out with it only to be ridiculed, like right, right. like that. Even like it actually reminds me. Uh, we all we're all familiar with the show Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after my time, but I know what it is. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, in 1993, uh, debuted in uh, in North America, and uh, the the original Blue Ranger, Billy, was played by an actor named David Yost. He came out as being gay when he was still on the show. After he came out as being gay, he was bullied and ridiculed on set, which led him to quitting the show. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, he's still with us and hasn't uh, hasn't ended up taking his own life. But he like just the fact that set members i don't know if it was uh, fellow cast members but like crew members would like ridicule him for it and like when that actually led him to quitting the show and they had to write around that it was like at the, at the time i didn't really understand but now i do and it's like that's just that's, it's, yeah. it's horrible to think about as someone going through that like anybody going through that like right right like uh, people have to just and i guess people are now in that mindset but I don't really care what's going on in your bedroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me. Like, like, not at all. I don't care. I care about two people's sex life. Okay? Yeah. And like, they're the same thing. So, <laughs> like, you go and do you and we'll do us. And, like, I... Uh, uh. Like, it's like, yeah. Like, I, I've, I've never cared about stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. if, if, like, my best friend came up to me tomorrow and said... Hey, I like guys. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Are we still getting pizza? Like, yeah. Like, like are you? You're. That's. This is it. Are you? You're still coming to watch wrestling, right? Like, yeah. that's <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't care. Bring a date if you want. Yeah, like you're gonna bring your boyfriend. We'll yeah. order pizza for him too. We'll fucking have beers. Fuck it. I don't for care. Sure. What, what kind of beer does he like? I'll be sure to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. Life, life can only sometimes life can only be as difficult as you make it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's just life is hard. There's a lot of obstacles and all that. To add extra obstacles like hate and, mm-hmm. and, and prejudice and all that is just why? Why do it to yourself? Why do it to yourself? It just doesn't. Yeah, hate, hating somebody for living the way that you don't live your life is oh, no way to. Live. Yeah, you're gonna. You're going to be miserable for the rest of your life if you think that everybody should live their life the way you do. Mm-hmm. Like it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I don't want 800 people being 800 million people, I should say, being into the same stuff we are and being who we are and all that. Like, I 
I, I want to stand out in the crowd. I think mm-hmm. as, and I've said this on Radioactive Metal a lot, like I think just being our pop culture interests, being metalheads, we already stand out. I don't want I don't want a bunch of posers, okay? There's an expression you guys might not have heard in a while. I don't want a bunch of posers in the scene. I want us to be us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the same time, if somebody's legitimately looking to get into metal, then sure. Oh yeah. If you're if if you're legit, come find me at a show. Like if you're from Winnipeg or whatever and you're you know, you you wanna make your way into the metal world, you've discovered it over the uh over this whole pandemic and all that and when shows start happening and you want to start coming to shows come find us you know Mm -hmm. we're there for you and we'll we'll bring you into the scene no problem no problem and you'll drink in the back alley with us and yeah you're just yeah you just (laughs) just 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 be prepared to run with the big boys that's yeah we got a bottle bottle of jack and a bottle of coke (laughs) and no glass (laughs) Right. <laughs> yeah. So just 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 be prepared. Just don't just don't come as like for satirical reasons. Don't come to ridicule people and that's right. That's yeah. right. Like, oh, always that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. Yeah, there's yeah. You, you get the you get the odd one every now and again. Why is he wearing a shirt I can't read? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What is, why are you listening to Screamo? Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, all metal screamo. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and it all sounds the same. Uh, yeah. Even though there's 500 different subgenres, all metal sounds the same. Oh, that drives me the most. How can you listen to that noise? Well, how can you listen to techno? It's noise. Yeah. How do you not? It's all just boots and cats. <laughs> and it's the same with pro wrestling. How can you watch that? Well, how it's can fake. you not? Yeah, how can you not? It's it's, it's it's like when people criticize people for what bands they listen to. It's like really. So, uh, there's, I know a handful of those. So I won't name any names, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, Some I, I think we'll Facebook, say. Okay. yeah, for, yeah. But ah, see, it's like just, every once in a while, I always go, oh, I actually, I wonder if I'll get criticized for saying this because. Wrestle, ah, fuck it, I don't give a shit. You guys already know I like Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> but I know there's people who are just like, it's like, fuck you. Yeah. Do you like them? Do you like them even after the anti-mask video or whatever the fuck that shit was they put up? I thought that video was hilarious. Yeah. I think people's reaction was funnier than the actual video, though. Yeah. I just the the idea of getting upset over someone else's favorite artist. Like, do you lose sleep over that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I like I like I like band X. Like, are you? <laughs> is your blood pressure up? Are you losing sleep? Are you? <laughs> like, why do you care? Why do you care? Uh, oh no! That's... Like this band, you must be a Nazi. Oh yeah. No. That's... Oh, that's another thing. Okay, I gotta have you guys on radioactive metal just to discuss. Yeah, shit. here's this is a free preview or a free anyway, but <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This, this, this is the pre-game show for us. With a program like this, it oh it it definitely got my my hamster in the wheel and my brain going, thinking of all the stuff that 
they haven't presented so far. And unfortunately, there's a lot of shit out there, okay, that is the dark side of of the ring and all that. Um, so I was actually, as all this was going down, I was, you know, taking my own little mental file file decks and putting it away about all this interesting stuff that w- would make potentially make good episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I thought maybe we'll take a couple minutes out here to maybe share some of those ideas with our listeners and kind of see what you guys think as well. But first of all, do you guys have any, any ideas of like what might be an one, one just episode. popped into my head right now. Okay. Uh, Kurt Angle. Oh yeah, that's there. There's a story to be t- to be told. Okay. He's... Yeah, there's some stuff behind the scenes. He did his share of the pills and the the ladies and all that. What did you guys have in mind, like with that? I think like I remember a story where, where Kurt Angle said where he walked into Vince's office. And stripped down and like to the point where he was like actually naked to show Vince the bruises that he had on his body from all the punishment that he had taken over the years. Right. And like, it's like now it's, you want me to go away after I put my life and limb on for you? Yeah. Is that, they, was that the idea? I think I think so, but uh I may be remembering it wrong. But yeah, he they basically told him that he couldn't wrestle anymore and or they Oh, fuck. I, I'm having trouble remembering the details, but, like, long story short, he left WWE because they were going to give him a pay cut to go to ECW and ah. try to be, like, the figurehead of that brand. And uh, then he ended up going to TNA, and TNA does not have the same policies about drug use that the WWE has even back then. Like, oh, obviously, that was... That was that was very evident in 2011 when they allowed Jeff Hardy to walk through the curtain when he was absolutely blitzed. Oh. It was a sting. Yes. So, like, if that was in WWE, Jeff Hardy never would have made it to the curtain. He never would have even made it to Gorilla. He never would have made it out of his dressing room. Yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. No. Def- de- definitely but, not. But, but yeah, with Kurt Angle, yeah, he he was on all sorts of painkillers because he had broke well. Well, in case you didn't know, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> yeah. True, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he went through most of his WWE career, like, in severe pain. And, yeah, eventually, like, they, like it came to a boiling point where it's like, he, you have to stop. And he didn't want to stop, so he ended up going to another company. And they didn't, they didn't really care what condition he was in as long as they were bringing the ratings because they were a startup company at the time. TNA. Right, right. And yeah, they had this name, like this big name in Kurt Angle, and he was like putting on all these great performances, but at a cost that we would only learn about later to his, that was actually de- detrimental to his health. Like he, he was in no condition to be going out and putting on these types of matches. And he was whacked out on painkillers for a lot of the time. And he's lucky to even be alive now. That he's still with us, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like he's, you can tell, like, in his speech, like, the way he talks and, like, the way he carries himself, that he's not really all there anymore. Like, he's right. something, uh, obviously, all the abuse of uh, painkillers over the years has affected him mentally. 
And it's kind of it's kind of tough to watch when you watch him nowadays versus when you watch him in 1999. Like his speech has changed so much. Like it is actually very it's, it's kind of dark to think about. He's like right. he's gone into detail about it in interviews. And yeah. Okay. Well, then that's probably what you're going to see in uh, season four. Season four. Yeah. But, it, he has to agree to it, though. Like, we can yeah. sit here and we can say, this would be a great story, this would be a great story, this would be a great story, but everyone involved has to be, has to agree to it, okay? Yeah. Because Arn Anderson wanted nothing to do with Dark Side of the Ring when it came to his little um, drama that he had with Sid Vicious... Because Arn said, no, I don't want to talk about it, that's probably why this incident, you know, the scissor incident in while they oh. were in England, the NWA was on tour in England or WCW at the time. That's why this has not been a part of it, because Arn said, you know what? No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to talk about it. And that's why it hasn't. And I definitely think that would probably be... Maybe behind the Benoit, the Owen Hart situations and all that, that would probably be one of their biggest uh, ratings if they were able to promote it as well, because that's a story that has gone down in wrestling folklore just over over the years. And I think what it was was while WCW was on tour, Sure, Anderson and Vicious Sid Vicious didn't really like each other to begin with very much. A lot of alcohol was involved, some pushing and shoving in the bar. It escalated back into the hotel room. And Arn ended up stabbing Sid with a pair of scissors. And all of that. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the thing. (laughs) Yeah, and now, like, Arn Anderson, he's spoken about it on his podcast and all that, saying he doesn't want to talk uh, to the dark side of the ring. And it's all in his past. It was a bad thing. He has since... It was a bad thing that happened. Both both, both of them were being complete assholes. They have since spoken, shook hands, all that. So there was a happy ending. There was a happy ending, but it could have turned out a lot worse. And I would hate yeah. to think that while, you know, no one is really much of a fan of Sid's work, okay, in any way, shape, or form, you don't want the guy to die. No. <laughs> you certainly don't want to see Arn Anderson in jail because to this day, like, I love Arn Anderson's podcast and I look forward to seeing him every Wednesday you know, on AEW and all that. So, yeah, all these years later, Arn is still a favorite of mine. While I never cheered for him as a fan in the the whole Horseman thing, you know, because I always cheered for the faces, you know, I'm still, I'm a fan now. And just to think what we would have lost. Yeah. What we're enjoying today and all that. Speaking of fans... Okay, <laughs> one of the things I think would make an interesting subject, and you could talk to any old school um, wrestler from the 70s, the 80s, just how crazy some of the fans were 
endure mm-hmm. the territory days. Okay, like there's so many stories about wrestlers having their tires slashed, having to hire extra security so they didn't get stabbed on the way to and from the ring. There's wrestlers, the heels got death threats. Okay, because everyone was just so invested in it. Everyone, okay, like the fans knew it was a show, but you couldn't tell them that. You know, because they they were just because it was it was really believable back then because pro wrestling pre WWF expansion pre Hulkamania it was presented as a real sport and a lot of people kind of bought into that. Everyone, every one of those old time wrestlers would all have a crazy wrestling fan story. It's one that. Um, I think I think there there would be a lot of interesting stories. Yeah, I mean you you could, you could probably go on YouTube now, okay, and find some shoot interviews and all that, and it would keep you thoroughly entertained. One of the things that kept a lot of wrestlers thoroughly entertained <clears throat> over the years, shall we say, was Missy Hyatt. Oh yeah. Do you guys have you guys would know who Missy Hyatt is? Ducky, you're too quiet over there. We didn't lose you? No. Okay. Every every once in a while because it's Skype. We I'm always sure. afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always afraid we didn't lose. I'm oh, I know my lose. sleep schedule's back to normal now and I'm like trying not to fall asleep. <laughs> like I'm not bored. I love this. I'm just like my sleep schedule's back to normal. I normally go to bed around now. So I'm like, huh? <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I'm going to give you stuff to think about here. When we talk about Missy Hyatt, okay, she was really one of the first, the first, first ladies of the very first diva, really. Okay. Like the, you, you could credit Elizabeth with a lot of things, but pre, pre Elizabeth, you had the Missy Hyatt's, you had the Precious's. You had Sunshine, you had um, Baby Doll all throughout the different territories and all that. Missy Hyatt, though, as part of the NWA, she did some time in uh, Mid-South as well. I think think world-class, but she's probably most noted for her time in the early stages of WCW as it left the NWA and became its own entity. Um, she had a reputation, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Reputation for sleeping with a lot of the wrestlers. Okay, that's, I figured that's where this was going. <laughs> that's where this was going. Yeah, yeah. And there's shoot interviews. She makes. She she wrote a book. She bears no, you know. She's not hiding it. You know. I even think there's there has been. She's dabbled in the kind of like the OnlyFans thing, but for a price, you can do the girlfriend experience, not with the sex or anything. Or maybe that's Sunny I'm thinking of. No, Sunny uh, Sunny does, like, Skype shows. Like right. Cam, cam, cam like girls, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Hyatt was doing, doing, doing the cam stuff. And I know um, Sunny did do a adult, a legit adult, adult film. It wasn't with Johnny Black, but it was with... Uh, Shit, what was his name? Carino? No, no, the porn mogul that... Oh. Signed, what's his name? Uh, 
I can't remember. See, this is what happens when you don't take notes. You just kind of want to do everything. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Sonny actually had did a legit a legit film. I don't think that's Hyatt did anything kind of legit, but she had quite the reputation for being passed around the locker room and all that. All right. So I really think they would uh, they would definitely be all over that. There's there is rumor that. She even she got her break in the business for uh, entertaining, shall we say, Tommy Rich in a car when she was only 15 years old. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That was just that was brutal, brutal. Kind of keeping to the same area, shall we say. The music business has groupies. Young ladies that are, you know, a band comes through town. There are those young ladies that uh, go to the show with uh, with hopes of catching the interest of an artist and ending the evening up backstage or in a hotel or whatever. And, you know, you let your imagination go from there. Pro wrestling has their own idea of groupies, but we call them rats, ring rats. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of a very which is very different from the hockey ring rats i think a ring rack ring ring, rat, ring rat rink rink rat yes a ring a ring rat in res, in wrestling is like a groupie a rink rat in hockey is that not uh someone that's always at the rink all the time yeah they 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 touched on that on the show uh, letter kenny about rink rats <laughs> <laughs> But is that also a groupy thing for the professionals, for the adults? Uh, I don't know about the adults or the professionals, but I imagine I imagine it must be if they were like. Oh, there are there are at groupies for athletes for sure. Oh yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, but, but yeah, yeah. But this, pro- this was like oh, on Letterkenny. It was about just like a high school or or a college hockey team getting the rink rats. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So wrestling kind of has their own groupies. They're referred to as rats. And yeah, um, I'm sure that was definitely one. We mentioned OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of, well, I don't want to say a lot. I don't know. Like, I've heard about a couple of the ladies in pro wrestling in the indies now are kind of supplementing their incomes and all that because it's kind of hard making a living just wrestling but they kind of have their only fans some mm-hmm. are doing like actual nudity and then there are some that are just giving risque pictures and all that and it's totally up to whatever the lady wants to do is is totally up to her but i i think it's kind of a thing is if you go further down you'd kind of be surprised as to what you would find and i've heard i've heard some you know interesting things that female wrestlers have done you know for through their own their only fans for fans or just for their fans for money not saying they're prostitutes or anything i'm just saying there's some risque stuff that has been done for money and it's like holy shit you know so i think i think the only fans 
a thing. I know, like, I'm not going to, because I don't know a lot of the names. I know some of them that have been doing it. I think, uh, I think that would make for an interesting subject. And kind of the last one, and I'm actually kind of surprised they haven't done this, but I don't know who they would get to talk about it. But one of the most, uh, I don't uh, what what am I the one of the most legendary, shall we say, stories was the Randy Savage Stephanie McMahon situation. Oh, shall yeah. Say. <laughs> you know, yeah, as long as Hunter's al- as long as Vince is alive, that's not gonna sh- that's not gonna happen. That's not, yeah, they're there and she's definitely if either she's, not good. No, she's like, no. gonna talk about it. No. Never. And what this whole thing is, if you don't know the folklore of all this, but it's been speculated, it's been rumored, it's this legendary thing within pro wrestling that it was Randy Savage that, um, shall we say, uh, made a woman of Stephanie McMahon when she was, uh, what, 15? Deflowered her. Deflowered her, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, we're old. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just just knowing that expression. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, who's who's going to talk about it? Savage isn't with us anymore. No, Savage isn't with us. Stephanie will never talk about it. Vince will never let anybody talk about it. Hunter yeah. even will never yeah. talk about it. So like that kind of remains a a thing behind closed doors. Like the only people you'll get are like unofficial sources. I think so. That kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, and no one is going to contribute anything more than what we already know because it would be speculation. It would be hearsay. Yeah, exactly. The only one, you know, the only person that knows for sure is Steph. Is yeah, is, Stephanie. Is Steph. no, that's that's the only one. And she's got a name, brand, and reputation to uphold, and she's never gonna. You're yeah. never gonna see her on Dark Side of the Ring. Ever. Right, right. So those were kind of my ideas that I think. I would also on. like to see one on Terry Funk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Given that he's like still going and but all, all the pain that like, he's been through. Terry, you're 70, what, four? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> You've well, retired a hundred times. Stop. Yeah. What is his schedule like today? Maybe one a year, if that. Well, it's like. But there, since his retirement, that I think that was part of Beyond the Mat, right? His his first retirement. And that was twenty years ago, at least. Yeah, and that was <laughs> that was like twenty years ago. So the yeah. angle that the dark side of the ring could have was the fact that even if wrestlers want to retire, the fact that there's no pension. Okay. If they if they don't have any they don't do they know anything other than pro wrestling and is there a system in place right that makes the wrestlers think okay this is all I've got and so even though I should be retiring you know I'm I'm going to keep going because I need the paycheck I think that would be a good a good angle to. Uh, Oh, there's a bad pun. I think that would be a good angle <laughs> to uh, to go with a subject like that. 
So yeah, good good call. I mean, they'll talk about him, I'm sure, in the FMW episode. Oh yeah, because he had that one of the first exploding barbed wire matches with Onita. So <laughs> well, it's gonna, it's kind of the same thing with music too. Like even like Gary Holt has gone on record saying like if he didn't have Exodus, he wouldn't know what to do with his life. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only thing he knows how to do is play guitar. <laughs> He's never had another job, so it's yeah, it's 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 a touchy subject. Like I, like I'm like I I do the audio engineering thing, but I, I at least have a, a day job to fall back on. Right. If, uh, if anything goes awry, like uh, but we're def- we're definitely not making any money off of this. No, for sure. Like, I, haven't, I haven't seen a paycheck come in the mail for the entire year that we've been doing this. So. Yeah, not at all. What the fuck, no. Tony? What the fuck? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my my pick for something to see on Dark Side of the Ring. And uh, uh, I, I think I know like a few details about it so far. It would be the story of Eddie Guerrero's... Uh, substance abuse past because he oh yeah we all know that he has a history with drugs and alcohol but he got clean but the the abuse of those said drugs and alcohol ultimately led to his uh the health conditions that led to his death mm-hmm. the, the damage was done yeah even though he had been clean and sober for how many years like the the wear and tear on his uh his system had already taken its toll like, he was in great shape physically for for well pretty much all of his career but mm-hmm. yeah eventually that caught up to him and i have to like wonder like we all we all indulge in uh alcoholic beverages every right. or more often than we like to admit well, <laughs> even, on even the weekends the yeah yeah even on the show right now <laughs> so yep. Yep. but i saying how many i've had but it's no, been yeah, more neither have I. <laughs> I, I can see but no, nobody else can see but anyway <laughs> but uh like I don't know if it's like if it's come comes down to like a person to person thing with Eddie Guerrero as to as to how his body reacted to the substance abuse or how or maybe he just was that far into it that he just was so excessive in it that like I like did he did he have to do like literally drink like a two four every day and do mountains of cocaine for that to happen to his system like oh wow it's it's wow. it's 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 difficult to like to speculate like because I, I know he I know he had his fair share of problems but he, he did get over it but mm-hmm. there there are some there has to be like a certain side to that that he like of when he was at his as worst like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was still long-term repercussions. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I know. I know he was a a good man at heart, and he 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 turned his life around, like I said before. But yeah, like I be kind of inter- It would be interesting to hear from like people who knew. Like I know Vicky's been on Dark Side before, so she could probably chime in about this. These things, mm-hmm. and Chris Jericho, he was yeah. a good friend of Eddie Guerrero's. So I'm sure those those two could tell us a, a side of that story that we hadn't heard before about mm-hmm. Eddie. Like, Definitely be a high rating episode too. Yeah, yeah, like not not necessarily to exploit his uh, his addiction, but to maybe like 
if even if like ex, like exposing that side of Eddie Guerrero helps somebody else who's struggling with the same thing, right? Turn the life around. I think that would be that it would be worth it to make an episode like that in that regard. It's a good cautionary tale. Yeah. Same with same with Kurt Angle, but yeah, mm-hmm. with yeah with Eddie Guerrero. I know we all know he had his demons. He was fired from WWF for it. Or WWE, or no, it was WWE at the time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he just, yeah, he was fired uh, for drunk driving. He got a DUI, and then he went into very intense rehab, turned his life around, and then he came back and had the best run of his career. He won the IC title, US title, tag titles, and eventually the WWE championship in his uh, uh, second run in WWE. So. Yeah, he turned it all around, but yeah, the the long term effects can obviously really take its toll on you. So that's yeah. And fortunately, he's still with us. So yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, though, I think it's that time. Looking at the clock on the wall, it's yeah. It's time to bring this crazy stage, create this crazy train into <laughs> the station. This crazy stage. This crazy stage, yeah. Kind of take this into the station. How can uh, people get a hold of us? They can get a hold of us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Wrestling Night in Canada or on Instagram at Wrestling Night in Canada. And, of course, Wrestling Night in Canada is proud members of the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. If you're checking, that's probably, well, where you're hearing us from but when you're done listening to this show go back onto the website check out the myriad of other wicked shows it's a predominantly pro wrestling uh network but there's 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 comedy there's pop culture there's music if you haven't had enough of your cool uncle snowy by all means Check out Radioactive Metal or RadioactiveMetal.org, where once a week I sit down with my co-host, Aaron. Hey, buddy, what's going on? And we talk the wonderful world of heavy metal. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been another exciting episode of Wrestling Night in Canada. Uh, I'm Snowy White. I'm Matt Copper. I'm Dustin Maruka. Signing off. And we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs>